From the studios of Advancing Vibrant Communities in Modesto, California, this is Lighthouse Live Radio on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. Good evening to you, Pastor Mike Douglas here. Welcome to Lighthouse Live. So good to have you with us wherever you're listening all over the world. Great to have you join us. And, of course, uh, joining us as well in studio, our uh, producer and co-host, Elaine Harlan, and, of course, our prayer intercessor, the inimitable Mr. Owl, with us as yes. well. And, uh, Elaine, a, a great time tonight yeah. to talk about Ooh. opportunities to get outside the four walls right. and some dynamic ministries. Oh, and excited about this. Speaking of dynamic ministries, yeah. for those of you listening, listening live tonight tomorrow on january 23rd 10 to 1 just a reminder we have that wonderful uh, seminar by brad dacus from the pacific justice institute on legal challenges and opportunities facing the church today going to be dynamite remember it's at the uh, double tree at the center plaza here in modesto and uh, unfortunately, we're we're about booked up yeah. on reservations. But uh, if you do want to come and and uh, haven't reserved, or maybe want the information, we may not be able to have uh, the wonderful lunch that we're going to have for you uh, if you haven't signed up yet. But there will be some seating uh, in the back, and you're welcome to come anyway. I That's from to ten to one. <clears throat> if you'd like more information on that, uh, give us a call. Two zero nine five four four nine five seven one. That's two zero nine. Five four four nine five seven one, and we'll be happy to give the information uh, on that. Right now, though, let's check in uh, for our weekly update from our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mac with another way you could recognize a Jesus freak. Authentic faith isn't easy. Most of the time, the world says one thing, and God's Word says the exact opposite. As a matter of fact, that's one way to detect a Jesus freak. 2,000 years ago, the Thessalonica City Council cried out that Paul and Silas had turned the world upside down. Maybe that's something to shoot for. Are you caught in the ways of the world? If you were brought before your city council, would they even realize that your citizenship is really in heaven? Upside down living. That's another way to recognize a Jesus Freak. Jesus Freaks Radio is brought to you by DC Talk, the voice of the martyrs, and this station. For more, go to persecution.com. Elaine, isn't that a great question? Uh, I tell you. You know, really there's, uh, there, there's a question going around Christian leadership uh, conferences now, and, and that question is, if suddenly your church vanished, just boom, now, I'm not talking about being raptured here. I'm just saying, let's just say your church vanished from your city. Would anybody weep? I mean, would, would, and I'm not talking about the people that at, uh, attend your church. Would the community 
have tears in their eyes because this church suddenly wasn't there. You know, the sad answer to that. Well, yeah, yeah. And, and oftentimes as well, yeah, the church is that building over there. But, you know, uh, and, and I think one of the great things about today's broadcast, Elaine, is we're talking to people who are out there. That's right. You know, and, and people would weep suddenly if uh, if a Rolling Thunder disappeared. You know, I mean, Amen. this is uh, just a wonderful opportunity. Just a reminder, you're listening to Lighthouse Live on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. You can find more information about that on our website, www.vibrantcommunities.org. That's www.vibrantcommunities.org. And speaking of opportunities to serve. We do have a few from the Volunteer Center of the United Way. You can put your planning skills to work with the Arthritis Walk. Volunteer committee members are needed now to do the planning to assist with the logistics, uh, team recruitment, sponsorship of the annual event. And that's going to be held this year on Friday, May 18th, 2007, as we're into this brand new year. Volunteers are also needed to train to become certified arthritis self-help program instructors. Um, volunteers should be familiar with arthritis through personal knowledge or family or a family member with arthritis. And this is a debilitating uh, disease. Most of us, I think, know of someone if we don't suffer with it ourselves. So this might be a great thing, dear friend, to, uh, to get involved with. Also, you can teach an adult to read and actually change their future through the Reading Works Adult Literacy Program. And this is just an incredible way to uh, form relationships with people, teach them to read, and truly change their lives. Volunteers spend just a couple of hours per week increasing a student's basic reading skills by utilizing an easy-to-follow phonics-based curriculum. Now, Reading Works is uh, providing tutored orientation on Wednesday, January 29, uh, from 6.30 until 8 p.m., followed by a tutor training on Saturday, February 3rd, and that'll be from 10 to 4 in the afternoon, both at the Modesto Library downtown uh, auditorium and the down, uh, downstairs area. Interested individuals are asked to pre-register, so uh, also would encourage you to maybe get involved with that. Uh, lots of people in this area need to learn how to read or improve their skills. Uh, we're finding out a lot lately about the people you hear about it all the time who cannot read uh, their prescription bottles to take their medicine properly, and that's kind of a scary thing. There's so a, a stat recently in. that something uh, nationally, 46% mm-hmm. of people surveyed could not read the label of their prescription bottle. Isn't that And uh, that uh, deadly consequences. Very much. Not to mention uh, bus schedules and Amen. newspapers. Absolutely. And, uh, homework from the children, things like that. So that would be a great thing to do. The United Samaritans Foundation, where you can prepare and deliver meals to the needy uh, through the United Samaritans Foundation Daily Bread Ministries. Volunteers are needed to assist with uh, meal preparation, uh, distribution of the meals, and cleaning up of the lunch trucks and uh, uh, various assorted uh, tasks that they do there. The United Samaritans Foundation uh, Daily Bread Ministries provides hot meals or bag lunches to the needy of Stanislaw County weekdays from its kitchens in Houston, Modesto, and Turlock. Friends, if you have any questions on any of these items from the Volunteer Center of the United Way, feel free to give our friend Barbara Borba a call. She's at 209-524-1307, extension 113. Again, 
307 extension 113 and should be very happy to hear from you. And you can always call us because we have daily opportunities for you to become involved with here at Advancing Vibrant Communities. And our number is 209-544-9571. And, you know, meeting physical needs uh, like food, clothing, uh, helping to find shelter, maybe a medical ride, transportation need, um, this is all a part of loving our neighbors uh, as we love ourselves. And our guests this week are here to share how they do just that as they fulfill Christ's commandment in Matthew 22. And we just want to welcome from Rolling Thunder Ministries. I love that. Name. I love that too. And I love Pastor <laughs> John's shirt. He's got a Rolling Thunder t shirt cool. on it. We have Pastor John. Yeah, can John. you show your shirt to the microphone? Yeah, yeah. yeah. let our guests see that. <laughs> Pastors yeah, John Sanders and Wayna Pritchett and Jana Wright, welcome Thank to you. Lighthouse Live. We're just pleased as punch, as they say, to have you here with us tonight. John, you want to kick it off and tell us a little bit about the name Rolling Thunder Ministries and, and perhaps the location where you serve. Sure. Uh, Rolling Thunder Ministries came. Uh, uh, I had no income for almost two years through an injury, but I, I wanted to minister and witness to people, and I was trying to get free information out of the Internet. And I would fill out the application, all their questions, and it would get down to one of those as strict things that must be filled in, the 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 uh not foundation but who are you with who do you represent well i couldn't just put in just jesus that wasn't acceptable <laughs> so but one night i i was doing the same thing on another website and the lord just spoke into my spirit put down rolling thunder ministries mm. wow. and i looked up the word sometime later and in hebrew the roll or rolling is considered the scroll or god's word and thunder is often referred to as God's voice. Mm-hmm. So we're the church of God's word and God's voice. Amen. That Amen. is a, a great, a great title, a great thing to be, uh, to be had for for sure. We love the partnerships that take place in this community. And John, I, I met you at the PACT meeting, the Parole and Corrections Teams meeting that takes place twice monthly over at the King Kennedy Center, and you give such encouragement to the men and the women who are being released uh, on parole from the prison systems. And this, of course, is a, a mandated meeting that they have to attend. But their lives can change from that point forward. And you pull no punches. You 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 just, just share openly that you are faith-based. And uh, it's incredible to see the people that flock to your area of the table to talk with you. Well, we, we had four from the PACT meeting last Sunday come down to the park for, for mm. worship okay. and fellowship. Um, I've, well, when I was in and out of jail, I, I lived as stupid as I could for 30 years of my life. I can relate to their need and their fears, having been in their position to some extent. So I can share with them and speak truth to them. Uh, if you're not sincere or if you're phony they they know it that's right they they know it they are born manipulator or not born but you they become just their life situations and they know that i'm not being phony i'm i'm real i can truly relate and uh, it's just a wonderful thing to go there and to encourage them uh, after being in prison with no hope or little hope Mm -hmm. you know and now having true physical freedom you know they many people find the lord in prison but they leave their faith at the gate and we want to encourage that to continue to go on they've never had someone they could truly trust or have faith in outside of their old circles in life 
and we come in as a group of people, just mostly faith-based, mm-hmm. saying, you can trust us. And they're, oh, yeah, sure we can. You know, they, they, they have not seen that in their past, most of them. Well, you know, when you've been there and done that, as we say, you kind of gain that trust, and they know that, and they do look for that authenticity. You know, they want to they wanna be real. They want to see that realness lived out, don't well, it's they? It's a pleasure to be a part of it and to mentor several of them. I, I'm on the phone a lot with uh, several guys, and it's, it's just a, it's a blessing to do it. It just is to see God work in their life, to see the love of the Lord change them. Isn't it interesting how God leverages what has happened to us and what we've created in in some cases? And he leverages that later on if we're willing to submit to him and and Mm -hmm. say, okay, I I give. You know, I'm going to let you take control. Amazing what he can do. Talk a little bit about that transition for you, John, before we go on. What did God do in your life that kind of said to you, wow, this is is the path I'm going to follow, and I'm just going to let God work through me for this? (laughs) Well... Uh, boy, we don't have enough time for my whole time. <laughs> we need a few shows. <laughs> we can do another we show on that. that. Okay. And, and I, w- I would like to. <laughs> we will. Um, Certainly. I used to dr- ride my Harley out to the Korean War Memorial to get high. It was a nice country ride. Hmm. And I'd get out there and get high. And, and uh, I, for 30 years, I, I always had good jobs. Uh, was always doing drugs, drinking too much. But I was functioning, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I was doing everything that... that the crazy part of the world thinks is fun, yet my life was completely miserable. Mm-hmm. Went through two families, lost three businesses, lost my house, uh, and I'm still doing all the stuff that's supposedly fun. But I rode out there one day, and I had a physical tap on my shoulder, and the voice, it was an audible voice, said, I want us to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And I turned around expecting to see someone, and no one was there. Wow. So I turned back around, and of course, I sloughed it off as, wow, this is some good stuff. <laughs> you know, I did, I did, knowing deep inside, whoa, this isn't right. Mm. And tapped me again, physical tap, and said, I want to speak to you. Well, I did like Jonah, I guess. I jumped up, got him a Harley, and tried to escape, you know. But it just kept eating on me for about six weeks, and so I went back. This, and I'll have to back up to when I was four. When I was four, I found my father's... Uh, he was in the Navy, World War II. They have these little Bibles they give them. In the back, there are like three or four hymns. When I was four, I couldn't read. But I know now I was led by the Spirit to this little pond, and the Lord read that to me and taught that song, The Old Rugged Cross. Wow. Well, and I did, when you're little, God was never spoken in our house. I knew it was God, and it was just, it was okay. I didn't know not to, I didn't know what to know. It was just God, and he taught me this song. I hadn't heard that song until I went back to the Korean War Memorial, I'm sitting there, and I was thinking about the tapping and so forth, still getting high. But uh, uh, all of a sudden, these beautiful bells started to, to ring the song, The Old Rugged Cross. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord, I broke down. I could not believe. I, I was addicted to sex, to drugs, to alcohol, to, to every pervert. Matter of fact, I got to a point that I knew God would never take me back, so I was actually seeking all that I could get on earth because I, I, I thought I was, well, I was sure I was going to hell. Mm. And I'll never forget the feeling, wow, Lord Jesus, you died for everything, even everything I did. Mm. Yes. I mean, it was just incredible. Yeah. And from that point on, I just completely submitted wow. what I thought completely. I still had more junk in my trunk <laughs> as we went along. That's a process. But, isn't oh, it? yes. <laughs> it's, yes. But it's wonderful. Yes, it the Lord is so tender if you're willing. Mm. He just takes you step by step. 
I cleaned my house three times. The first time, I was so proud of myself. And then I realized, oh, I still have stuff here that needs to go. So it took three times to finally get my house rid of old stuff that didn't belong there anymore. But, John, you forgot to tell him that there are no bells out there. Oh, there are no bells. No, none. There you are heard no bells. bells, but there are no bells out Correct. there. Correct. Okay. Correct. Wow, that's just a, a chilling, chilling story. And, and so glad that that's where you met the Lord. That's where you gave your life. Yes. Yeah, indeed. Yes. Amen. Well, I'd given my life to the Lord when I was 12. My parents went to church for about a year and a half. And but that was it. I mean, I went because they went, sure. you, you know, so Pastor Wayna Pritchett joins us as well. Hi. And, and Janet Wright. So glad to have you with us, uh, Wayna. Good to be it is here. just a, a privilege to serve in this great community oh, alongside with with amen. you all and and just appreciate uh, your ministry. And tell us a little bit, uh, Wayna, how the Lord has orchestrated this ministry in your life. Oh, my goodness. Well, um, we had a little church in series for about 10 years called the Potter's House. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reasons, uh, we ended up uh, leaving there. And the Lord led us over to Destiny Christian Center. And the first day we were there, I walked in. And, of course, you know, you just kind of want to be away from everybody when you're out of your own element that you're so used to being in. So you sit where? On the back row. <laughs> and so I went in and I sat down heartbroken, just, you know, feeling really rejected and, and just um, mourning for the loss that we had. And um, literally God just spoke into my spirit and said, you're going to work with him. And I looked up front and there was, there was no one up there. I mean, the worship team was up there and I'm a worshiper and I thought, well, hmm, okay. And I mean, instantly, a check in my spirit said, no, look over there. And I and I turned my head and looked, and here's this bald-headed guy standing over there. <laughs> that this would be John. Which would be John. And and I said, yeah, okay, God, whatever. I'll do I'll do whatever you want me to. Okay. You know, I was, I was angry, you know. And um, he said, no, you're going to work with him. Oh, okay, God. What does he do? And it wasn't two minutes. They said, welcome, everybody, Destiny Christian Center, you know, and their little thing. And then we just want to encourage everyone to uh, to get to know John Sanders. Uh, you know, he has park ministry. I said, oh, Lord, park ministry <laughs> to a what <laughs> park ministry. I don't want to go to the park. God, I don't want to go to the park. You know, no, okay, work with it. Well, I've learned after being a Christian for so many years, you might say that, oh, God, not now, you know, and I don't want to do that. But you're going to do it anyway, so yeah. you just may as well mm-hmm. surrender so this to is, him. This is in the park where the homeless people Oh, are yeah, I did not want to deal are. with them. I don't want to go down there with them. I don't want to go down there with them. I had in within myself a desire to serve the Lord. But there's a fear. Mm-hmm. That's placed in us by society that says park people are dangerous and they're weird. I have, I'm raising three little granddaughters, two, four, and six years old. Your own granddaughters. Yes. And why on earth would I want to take them down there and be around those people? Even though I am one of those people that just loves the underdog. I love the mm-hmm. challenged people that my church was made out of that, you know, and and so I was able to buck up and say, oh, okay. And so I thought, well, you know how you do that? You just say, I'll do it next time, next week, God. Mm-hmm. Well, I waited till the next week. And when I walked back in, it was like, okay, that's it. You're going to do this. Well, 
So what does he do? He just, Janet turns to me and says, Wayna, we're going to work with that guy over there. (laughs) And enter He's the one. Right. He's the one. And I said, well, okay, so I have gone along with with Janet. I actually just started out to go along with Janet, but then I got to know John. And, you know, both of us have that pastor heart, and we we just share that. You know, and it takes that special heart, doesn't it? Yeah. Janet Wright, I believe that you have that heart. Oh, my. You are oh, the yes. official yes. donations coordinator <laughs> of am, the Thunder, Rolling Thunder I Ministries. Am. What do you do? Uh, what I do is I, um, I collect to give. Collect. I get to give. Yeah. And uh, I do businesses and corporations, um, large or small. And I give them the opportunity to bless us and in turn then be blessed because the Lord will definitely touch their business. And uh, we travel place to place and get and fix and give, you know. We make sure that we feed the homeless every single week. We ha- offer a hot meal and, um, and food to take with them as they leave and uh, different clothing items, you know. It's cold out there. They need coats and blankets and sweaters. You know, this yes. cold weather yes. that we've experienced of late has been an incredible, uh, has had a, a huge impact on everyone, but, but particularly those who do not have shelter. Yes. Right. And it's hard at times whenever you leave the park Sunday afternoon or evening. Believe me, it's evening before any of us leave. That's true. Um, it's hard when it's raining outside and you get into your warm car and you go to leave and they all wave goodbye. It's a difficult thing sometimes. Now, they stay there. We do. Um, we have the, the homeless shelter on the corner of 9th and D. Do they ever go over there to that shelter? And, and, yes. And, and, okay. Some do, but mm-hmm. there's a large number, a large number that just live under the bushes. Yes. I had I had one man tell me one day, he came to me and he said, Pastor Wayna, I really want to get off drugs. And I said, do you really, really want to get off drugs? Yes, I do. I said, then we will help you. We'll take you to SRC, which is Stanislaus, Stanislaus Recovery Center, or, right. um, you know, I, we'll get you into a program. You know, when is to, tomorrow a good day? You know, and he said, well, actually, I want to get off drugs, but I can't. And I said, well, we're going to help you do that. And he said, no, see, that tree over there, that's my tree. Okay. And he said, see, if I go for 21 days... When I come back, my my somebody mm. will have my tree. Wow, that's and I said, but at the end of twenty one days, we could get you an apartment, or you know, we find someone for you to live in with, or something. I mean, we could move you away from the tree. You wouldn't even have to go back to the tree. But his mind was so centered that he had been under that tree for four years. Four years. That was home. In every season, rain, heat, cold, whatever. Four years. That was home to him and they they can't see leaving that some of them can't you know isn't it interesting uh in in taking this example but also in kind of a global perspective how oftentimes god uses geographical change he uses space change Mm -hmm. when he wants to make a change in our lives and i think you know sometimes that that's part of letting go and and really surrendering to him but man when you have nothing and that tree is your life. That's, That's a hard choice to make, That's isn't it? it? Yeah. We have many of them that have have advanced in life. Um, yeah. Friday night, 
was it this past Friday yes. night? Um, we also have a, a ministry on Friday night at Destiny Christian Center where the people come and we give them food and then we have dinner together. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the men from the park came to that food ministry. And when he came through the door, he said, I got a trailer. Mm. <laughs> I got me a little trailer. Oh, it's God. just a small, tiny trailer. But to him, it's a mansion. That's right. That's so right. not all of them stay there. Not all of them are happy to just hang there. But I don't know how long has he been homeless. Uh, I've been ministering to Billy for about four years. Mm. So, And he was one that used to sit around on the edges. He wouldn't come up to hear the word. Mm-hmm. And slowly he worked in yeah. you know, to where he would yeah. hear the word and then... You know, God changed his life. Yeah, It's the drawing of the Holy Spirit. Oh, it is. Yeah. This it is. just has to bless your lives, yeah. all of you, oh, as you see these lives transformed, yes. going from having nothing and, and having a tree and now moving into shelter. And, and we experience those kind of calls come into us yes. here at ABC yeah. almost on a daily basis. Um, what a blessing. And, and it is a blessing because they'll say, you know, we were homeless but we're moving in and we yeah. could use some furniture or we yeah. could use some blankets or whatever it is. Then, and that's where that we, awesome? we come in. We send that word out. The volunteers say, Hey, you know, I have this to donate. And, and, uh, so we make that connection and make the arrangements to get whatever it is to those people and their lives truly do change. What are some other stories that you can think of people's lives change? Oh yeah. The sleeping mess. We uh, try to network with um, several different, um, places here in the valley and uh series seven day adventist um is one of them and we kind of trade back and forth and um gertrude is their coordinator and she's I think i've talked to gertrude she's a sweetie so. she's about 80 years old <laughs> and um uh she says this um i know some people that say they have a homeless ministry but do they really they donate probably 50 60 sleeping bags this year to uh, Rolling Thunder, and uh, we had we had the great opportunity to bless our people at the park with these sleeping bags, and um, that's just when they line up for a sleeping bag, and they say, "Oh, thank you," and it's like you gave them a gift of gold, mm-hmm. and it's just uh, it's one of the greatest blessings that a person can ever ever receive is to give. Well, you know, when they're down and out already and you reach out and you meet a physical need that they have, a sleeping bag or clothing, uh, some hot food, whatever the case may be. We have to meet them at their physical need. You know, and I I think that's where we fail so much in in the Western church today is that we want them to meet us on our territory. Yes. And it seems to me Christ did it the opposite way. Yes. I could have read that wrong, but I think that's kind of the way he operated. I'm very interested, uh, as you were talking about, you know, sitting there and and, uh, you hear that voice of God saying, you're going to go do this. He you know, said, that's of, the one. That's the one. That's the one. You know, kind of a, a Jonah Nineveh oh, experience yeah, here. Right. What what, what, uh, what went on with you as you engaged in this ministry? I mean, was it all of a sudden a switch went on? You said, oh, this is it? Or oh, was no. It kind of a gradual Janet and I thing? discussed that this morning, actually. <laughs> I mean, not that we didn't know that we were going to discuss right. it tonight, but we, we hit on that this morning. Um well, I, we went to John and said, okay, you have park ministry, and we don't really know what you need. And he said, well, I don't know. I feed them and, 
you know, I cook hot dogs and preach while I'm cooking hot dogs. I said, well, how about if we cook the hot dogs and you do the preaching, <laughs> you know? And we said, you know what? We know where we can get some bread and things like that. So how about if, you know, we bring the bread and you cook, we'll cook the hot dogs and you preach. And that's actually how it started. But my first Sunday down there, I, the deer in the headlight thing. Oh, dear. <laughs> you know, I went down there and literally this man came over and he was talking to John. And I walked up there and was standing there talking to him. And, and John said, well, let's pray for him. And I, I started to put my hand out and touch this man. You know, in the church, you're taught to lay your hand sure. on somebody and pray for him. And I re- went to reach to touch this man. And literally there was bugs crawling on his skin. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just kind of drew my hand back. And I thought, God, why? <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me, Lord Jesus? Don't let those things jump, you know? I mean, it's not that I'm a fancy schmancy or nothing, but I don't want them bugs, you know? And here's my little girls running around behind me there, and I'm going like, you know, putting my hand out, trying to your granddaughters, my granddaughters. It's like, okay, girls, you know, Lord, in the name of Jesus, you know, and um, and I and I left that day thinking, well, dear God, you must have made a mistake or something. You can't ask me to bring these kids down and come down here to this park like this, you know. And so it was during the week when my six-year-old, who was then five years old, said, "Mom." We were praying. She said, Mom, can I pray for a minute? And I said, well, sure, honey. And she said, we need to pray for the park people. Mm-hmm. And my heart broke. And I, mm-hmm. and I thought, I didn't think of that. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, well, okay. And so she prayed. And she prayed about the bugs on their bodies and, you know, things like that. And so Sunday came. And the first thing she asked me was, we're going to the park, right? Wow. I mean, we're getting their fancy little frilly, foofy dresses on, you know. And I said, well, yeah, okay, we're going to the park. And she said, Mom, can we take some of our toys? No. The kids don't have toys. Mm. So, okay, so we bagged up a bunch of their old stuffed animals, you know, nothing broken. We took good things and got down there. And she said to the children, what did you guys do for Sunday school today? And they were like, what, what's Sunday school? What's that? What is Sunday school? Yeah. And she said, you know, where you have somebody teaching you about Bible stories. And they were they were just, they didn't have a clue. What, you know, I mean, some of them had been to Sunday school and knew that what she's talking about. But I'm talking about the kids that live at the park. Right. You know, they're the ones that live under the right. bushes with mom. Right. And um, so she, you know, I mean, she turned around to me and said, Mom, we need Sunday school. Mm. And so now we have a Sunday school that has... In the summertime, uh, we had 60 kids at one day. That is awesome. So, I mean, that, and that's how it just evolved. I did not want to go to the park. You know, the precious prayers. Oh, but I tell you now, children. And those people, that is church to them. It's not like, okay, we're going to go to church, then we're going to go to the park. That's church to them. The kids come ready for Sunday school. Yeah, they do. They want to learn. They will go on scavenger hunts Mm. and do biblical things, you know, whatever. Um, I wouldn't trade that ministry now for anything. If someone was to tell me, I'm sorry, you can't go to the park anymore, my heart would just be broken. The Lord has laid that on your heart. Well, I'm not afraid of them, and that's what Janet and I hit on this morning. She said, what would you say to me? If somebody had said that to you before. I told you that a year ago. If somebody would have put you in that position, um, you would have reacted totally different. Oh, I stopped a fight yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, she she stopped the fight on Sunday. Before it started. Well, that's yeah. a good thing. I, these two guys were kind of like hacking at each other, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, and, and I was on the phone with my son, and, and I saw what was happening, and I just walked over between them, and I said, guys, 
we don't talk to each other like that in the park. You know, Jesus wouldn't have us be hateful to one another and say terrible things. So, buddy, why don't you come over here and let's go stand over here and and you just remain here with your friends and everybody's going to get along fine because we haven't had lunch yet, you know, and we and we really don't need to scuffle before lunch, okay? And so they were like, all right. So we, so we had so a time I, out in the park. So yeah, right? so I took the I one guy it. and walked back over and continued talking to my cell phone. And he's yelling at me, "Mom, what are you doing?" <laughs> I'm breaking and up. I said, I said, "Oh no, I'm just doing, I'm truly, just doing the work truly. of Christ, buddy. What do you need?" You Jesus know, with skin on. And We're so with rolling, yeah, rolling thunders ministry. And you know, no matter how far down, how hopeless it all seems. Many of us uh, oh, have yeah. seen God's promise of hope and, and a future, haven't we? Well, here's the group Mercy Me, and it's their new song. It's entitled Hold Fast on Lighthouse Live, and we'll be back with lots more right after this.
That's Mercy Me and Hold Fast. Help is on the way. Isn't that encouraging? What a yeah, comfort, yeah. huh? Yeah. You're with Lighthouse Live, Pastor Michaeline Harlan, Al Ramsey, and our wonderful guest from Rolling Thunder Ministries. We have pastors John Sanders and Wayna Pritchett and Wanda Wright, which are Janet Wright. And uh, we just so appreciate you guys taking the time to come here because I know you spend a lot of time helping the people in ministry that you serve. Now, is it Legion Park? Where uh, specifically, geographically, are you, are you at? We're in Legion Park. In Legion Park. In the airport district. In the airport district. You know, we hear a lot, uh, we hear from a lot of people in the airport district with incredible needs. Oh, they do. And needs are always going to be with us as long as we're breathing on this side of eternity. Amen. Yeah. So we were talking a little bit earlier. Um, John, you mentioned that you take donations of sleeping bags. How can we encourage our volunteers who are listening to the program tonight and maybe later on on their iPods? How can we encourage people to get involved with the people in the parks, as you said, Wayna, those people? How can we encourage that? Wow. Uh, that's a, Show up on Sunday. <laughs> sh- yeah, come and see the love that, that's going on in the park. Uh, a lot of these people, I don't know if I mentioned it on air, I don't think so, they they can't get into a facility be, for whatever reasons. There's several, whether it's their addiction, you know, that doesn't allow them to be indoors. They need to be able to do what they do. Uh, there are many of our homeless people that have some mental limitation that... Mm-hmm. They don't. They just don't function. They don't know how to function. They can't work. You wouldn't know to look at them, but maybe they can't add, or the money has mm-hmm. no value. They, they're just. They don't know where to go or what to do. They, we close down our mental institutions, you know, and so they're out in the street and they're lost. They don't know where to go. They don't have the wherewithal to even know to look for an agency. So they're just kind of down in the riverbeds, and they need. They need little pup tents. They need blankets. They need sleeping bags. We're there to love them as lo- as often as we can be, and we see God move in their lives. Many of them, but there are there's just a, a greater need than we can provide individually. We need people to help us love them by contributing what they can. You know, I think uh, a key here, and we talk a, a lot about this, is the fact that you are there for the long haul. Oh, yeah. It is, yes. it is very easy, and maybe you can give us some feedback. You know, with, with the best of intentions, um, a lot of times reaching out becomes a once or twice a year program. Right. Where you go and you blitz the park and you check it off your list and you feel good about doing it. Well, what type of the, what, what kind of, uh, what, what does that say to the people who need help when you only show up once or twice a year? What, oh, what, they're what's used going to that. through their minds? They're used to that. Yeah. Yeah. They, they actually they expected that from us. They expected us to be the flash in the pan, mm-hmm. you know, to mm-hmm. show up and be there for a bit and then mm. not be there. Take your pictures so that you can sure. go back and show. Yeah. Right. By, by contrast, then, what happens when you're there for the long term? What goes on in their minds then? It surprises some of them, especially when they say, oh, you showed up in the rain. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. we. Yeah. I started this. Well, this is our we're well into our third year, mm-hmm. but I started it at Beardbrook. There's different groups in different parks, uh, and that's their home, if you will. But they, they were familiar with, with me being there, rain or, or shine. This The group in the airport district is somewhat a different group. Uh, some of them from Beardbrook came over to Legion, um, but but uh, you're right. They, they were surprised that we really we really love them, and we truly do. It's a love beyond ours. 
I mean, there's, there's, there's no doubt in my mind. I couldn't love them that way. Uh, and it's a relationship, isn't it, John? Our Lord is a relational God. Amen. Oh, yeah. And so. if we're out there forming meeting needs and Amen. forming those relationships, establishing mm-hmm. the trust that we talked about earlier, it's very important. Oh, it is. You know, when, when I started this ministry, and it's no joke, it was a hold-your-nose ministry mm. because they were not clean. They, yeah, they sure. Now only the new people, Janet, or uh, <laughs> Wayne is laughing because, but they're clean now. They are. They, they are clean. Only the new people don't have the self-pride and the worth. We, that's what we really try to instill is wow. their value. They were created for eternity, mm. and they need to know that. Mm-hmm. God loves them so much right. that he wants them to be with him forever. Let's talk about some of the lies that the enemy has implanted in the minds to a lot of the, the folks in the park. What, what have you seen God overcome in terms of the lies that have been sown in their minds, in their hearts? Changing their lives? Um, we probably average three to four a month that get off of the street through the ministry. It's the Lord working in their life. We're just there, loving them and sharing and bringing the truth. You're instruments of his love, aren't you? Pardon? You're instruments of his love. Oh, it's it's wonderful to be found useful. It just truly is. And it's whole families at times. A whole family. Oh, many. It's not just individual, because people think of homeless as being a middle-aged to elderly man that has nothing else to do. And it's not so. No. These are entire families from babies on up. It's right. whole families. We watched, we've watched them be pregnant and give birth mm. and bring the babies mm. off from under the bush. Mm. You, know? you talked about self-worth just a minute ago. Talk about that transition. What do they see? What do they hear that begins to change their perception of themselves and begin to see themselves through God's eyes. You know, I, I think that one of the things, uh, yeah, we tell them that every Sunday, one of the first mm-hmm. things we say to them is, have you been told you're loved and appreciated Amen. today? Yes. You know, we start with that. But John and I had a hoot one time. We went over to the dollar store and we bought razors and soap and perfume and, you know, hy- hygiene items, toothbrushes yeah. and toothpaste. And we bagged them all up in these great little plastic bags. And they went down the park and, and we didn't say to him, you know, you stink really bad. Why don't you take one of these down? You know, we were just saying to him, hey, we got some of these, you guys, you know, you, hey, you know, here, be blessed. Check this out. You know, and they <laughs> yeah. took them and I did something. It, I think the clean thing started then. Oh, you know, when, even before, really, to be honest, that really helped, yeah, to give them the ut- utensils, utilities they needed right. to to do it. But uh, they were the mental up. things started before then. Yes. yes, and then the school supplies. And we took school supplies, yes. Because the yeah. children the still are sure. in school. Oh, yeah. right. Yes, they are. Yes. Oh, yeah. Incredible. We have Sunday school down there. We probably had, what, 15 last Sunday? Oh, Sunday or more, school. or, or more, more than that, because we had a large Sunday school this this past week. We had well over a hundred um, people, people come to at church. The park at, and it's their church. church, and many of the yes. people get off the streets. They still come. That's mm-hmm. their church. It's yes. still their church. Rolling, Amen. yes, Rolling Amen. Thunder Ministries. It's their church, and we've got lots more with them right after this. Deep needs, deep hurts, spreading far beyond the government's ability to help. Children, single moms and dads, the elderly, disabled, the homeless. Yet, thousands of resources that can meet those needs are sitting right now in the pews and seats of our churches. 
the challenge? Activating those resources and connecting them with the people in need. We have a proven solution, advancing vibrant communities. We bridge the gap. We connect people and churches with opportunities to serve the needs of their neighbors. Pure, simple, proven effective, advancing vibrant communities. What's our motivation? Jesus' command in Matthew 22:39 to love your neighbor as yourself. The church at large has a biblical mandate to serve the needs of the community. Advancing Vibrant Communities researches those needs, then finds volunteers with the skills and passions to meet those needs. The very first story that Mike told about AVC involves serving one of my church members whose needs I could not meet within my own community. And in that moment, God humbled me and asked me to open my heart and really listen. And as I saw the setup of the database, I realized that AVC is a wonderful partner with my own congregation. It helps us be more effective. This organization comes along and says, I'll do a lot of the groundwork and we'll discover the needs. And then those folks in your congregation who desire to be a part and who have these skills can volunteer. AVC partners with over 80 community and government agencies to help meet the needs of the city. We network with organizations like Habitat for Humanity, the American Red Cross, Salvation Army, the Area Agency on Aging, the School District, and the Police Department. Habitat and AVC is a perfect match in that we both have common missions of helping people get out of the four walls of the church, getting out into the community and helping others. AVC serves volunteers by finding ways for them to help others. AVC serves the needy through volunteer efforts with love, grace, mercy, and compassion. AVC serves churches by augmenting efforts to reach out and meet the needs of their neighbors. AVC serves businesses by helping create healthy neighborhoods, by connecting employees with opportunities to volunteer, and by providing opportunities to donate goods and services to legitimate needs in the community. You know, some of us can do donate a little money, some a little time, some one or the other or both. It really touched my heart that these strangers were interested in me and what I needed in my life. You know, it's not only hearing it, but it's seeing them, and it's being there in person and seeing the, the need that they have and hopefully being able to do something about it. I will tell you, as you know, your chief of police in the city of Modesto, we need your help in the community making a difference. Volunteer, I know we can put you to work. And I, I promise you, if you get involved, you'll feel better. You'll be happier. How can we partner with you to meet the needs of our city? We ask you to consider monthly financial support and to help recruit more volunteers. Advancing Vibrant Communities. Faith in action. Pure, simple, proven effective. Carrying out the biblical mandate to love our neighbors as ourselves. Thank you.
And we're back with you on Lighthouse Live, and we have Rolling Thunder Ministries with us this week. And I tell you what, getting delivered from all <laughs> kinds of things as we were during the break, you know, we were talking about how the evil one might infiltrate uh, the communities. And the fact that there are communities in each park, I don't know if it's like a pecking order or if someone sure. is, you know, authority over whatever, but you see a lot of people being delivered from a lot of things. If you want to just share very yeah. quickly... Uh, Yes. The uh, people in the park. <laughs> well, we've had many different situations. We, one, something we were sharing during the break was about a young woman, third generation Wicca. Mm-hmm. She was raised with her grandmother and her mother, and she played with shadow people. If, if, I mean, as a child, she grew up with them. Uh, doing all of these things were, were, was normal for her. She was raised in it. And she thought it was a good thing to do after I got to talk to her. But. Uh, around Halloween, we had many different witch groups come, and they essentially they bring their students to practice on us because we're accessible, mm. uh, especially around Halloween. Mm. But I one day I was speaking on a topic that I needed no notes. I mean, I, I really knew the, the, the subject matter, and I was just having trouble remembering. I was having I started to lose my voice, and I just holy what is going on here, Holy Spirit? Something's not right. And he pointed out exactly who the group were. And I stopped delivering the word, and I started rebuking them. I told the church, the devil is working in these mm. people. There's unclean mm. spirits in these mm. people. And I rebuked them, and I went ahead and finished the word. And when they lined up for chow line, because we feed afterward, uh, she came over to me, and she said, do you really think what I do is evil? And I started, I can't be honest with you, I don't remember. what. All I remember is I was speaking truth to her, nice. not reciting scripture, mm. just speaking mm. truth Where's and loving head? her. Mm-hmm. And she goes, well, I can stop bleeding and I can do. And I said, I, I believe you can. I believe you've been so deceived that you believe what you do is, is, is a good thing. Mm. Well, then they went and got in the chow line and I looked up. And most of them had blue eyes, but they had just coal black eyes. I don't know they if you did. saw them. Oh, sure. They were coal black eyes and all their mouths were moving at the same time. And I realized they're chanting. I need to go pray for them. Mm. So I went over to them. <laughs> uh, at at yeah, this point, the, the Lord has really taught me a lot on deliverance up to this point. So I have no fear. I, I, I love to deliver people. But uh, I went over to them and said, I need to pray for you in the name of Jesus. And when I said Jesus, they couldn't look at me. Their heads went down and turned away. Sure. They couldn't even face me. So I walked away. They went ahead and ate and stayed through all of they this, did. even being rebuked. Yes, they, they did. did not leave the park. They were drawn to the light, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Amen. And yes. Uh, yes. we were loading up the cars and getting ready to leave about 20 minutes after they had left. Well, I turned around in my car and she was standing right in front of me. Oh, and yes. and uh, it was about 20 minutes after everyone had left. And she goes, would you pray for me? Wow. Oh, wow. And Ooh. I go, yes. <laughs> yes. Wow. So the mm. first thing I did was lead her to salvation, to mm. shake up those spirits. They. She, yeah. you know, they have no ties to her anymore. She is a She's child free. of God. She, Talk about that freedom. Well, you can have know, yeah. salvation and not be delivered. Mm. I see that a lot. Amen. Okay, right. it's right. different thing, but that shakes them up. Let me tell you. And then I started uh, taking authority over generational ties and curses, Wicca, astrology, uh, uh, anything. Strongholds that, in. Oh her yeah, life. I just I can't. Mm. Re- I just started clicking them off, boy. Taking authority, and I started her 
speaking back. I am no longer a child of the devil. I belong, you know, I'm a child of God. I denounce, you know, any generational ties in my, you know, generational curses or ties in my past. I had her denounce these things. Is she still with you in the park ministries today? Well, she, they went back She's home back to, to Kentucky, I think. Virginia. Vir, was it Virginia? Okay. Uh, but she, and her husband was a warlock, of course. And, uh, I, I, I wish I could see the unclean spirits leave. I always feel it, but I never see it. Mm-hmm. But but uh, anyway, when, when it happened, it was done. The hierarchy of, of, she had several demons, but the hierarchy of, you know, left. And I go, it is done. And it was done. And she was crying and you know, she was freed. And that's so common. I'm free. That's so common to hear them say, mm-hmm. you know, and when that, someone's And delivered. that process of verbalizing. The fact that she is denouncing these things is so important, you know, and and it it is absolutely a key to this, isn't it? Sure. Yeah, I've never read a book about it. the Lord just made the arrangements. Yeah. I was obedient to go where Ninth Street, where He'd wake me up in the middle of the night. Sometimes I want you to go down Ninth Street. Mm. Oh okay, Lord, here we go. Mm. And it, but you know, it's amazing. You think you step out in faith, but that's where you meet the Lord. Wow. He lives in a place called faith. Well, you and, know, you, and you were just talking about th- this is their church. Mm-hmm. You know what? Yes. This is church. It is. I mean, if you look at it Acts. Is. That's right. <laughs> this is how, this is how it began out in the community, out in the streets, yeah. and and people being freed, and 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 sure. the people of God meeting people where they were to allow God to work through them and provide that kind of healing. This and is what it's all about. It's amazing to us as humans the power mm-hmm. because while we were praying with her, there were people were right there by the restrooms. Mm-hmm. And there were people that coming out of the restroom going, I don't know what just happened in there, but I've been delivered from something. And I don't even know what it is, but I've been delivered. And they were shouting. Says, and I feel like I'm so drunk. Excited. She goes, she was high in the spirit. And I mean, we just... weren't even praying for them. No. You know, we were just praying with her. But we've had so many. We've seen uh, bones so grow back. We've, you know, I mean, Lots of healings take oh, place. Yeah. Just incredible. Oh, sure. So Sharing many, many people delivered and healed. But time we've got, the we've love got of the Lord Jesus. It's almost Gino. time. We need to do this again. Well, we, we do. And, and we do have a, a little bit of time. We are bumping the clock. Okay. But I, I was wanted Gino. to ask, uh, how can people get in touch with you guys? Say they have donations or say they want to come down and get down and get dirty with you in the park. What, what, uh. Yeah, how can they do uh, that? Give them my home phone. Oh, you're a brave man. <laughs> <laughs> I give my home phone to everybody from okay. packed meetings. I oh, that's, that's what I do. That's, that's what I do. Whatever. What, what that's is that uh, area code two zero nine five two two one two two five. That's two zero nine. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know it better. Area than code two zero nine five two two one two two five. You guys have a website uh, that people can go to? Are you no, working we don't. On that? I, I don't. Okay. I don't. Not yet. We'll say that. Yeah, not yet. So Legion Park. Sunday afternoon. Is Come down, you, see what we're doing. Do you begin Come. at a certain time? Or? About one, you know, is when we usually About get one. things started. Yeah. Janet, could you give us some encouragement to our people who are listening, maybe to uh, um, to take part and get involved with the ministry? Get involved. Christians who sit in church and, and maybe, you know, taking their place in the pews and, and not really reaching out of the four walls. They want to give, but they don't know how. Encourage their hearts. Um, to sit on a pew is not what we are called to do. Not one Christian is called to sit on a pew. If you are a Christian, a follower of Jesus Christ, 
you are called to um, reach out. You're called to love. You're called to worship. You're not called to sit on a pew. It's a mandate, isn't it? Certainly. Yes. Certainly. Um, if you want to feel fulfilled, that your life had purpose and meaning, then uh, you need to reach out. You need to show up. You need to give. You need to give in order to be blessed. And uh, it's one of the most fulfilling and rewarding things I could possibly ever do is to give to others. You know, we hear that time and again from our volunteers. They they come back and they tell us, you know, yeah. I, I was more it's blessed awesome. than the person yeah, certainly. Yeah. that I served. Yeah. Certainly. And yeah. every one of us that are, that is in this ministry, we've all had one addiction or another. Oh, so yeah. we have oh, all my. been there. Um, we know people at the PAC meetings. We know people that come to the park <laughs> personally. Yes. Um, it's not just... Uh, yeah. And and so we are there to not only um, say that Jesus Christ proves, I mean, changes lives, we are living proof. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Wayna, how can we pray for the ministry? What what kinds of uh, last-minute uh, oh, thoughts my, and We need a van, really, really van. bad. Van. Um, our van died, and so we've been using my personal car. Um, and we go pick up donations every day. We need a van. Um we need a we need a website. We need the know how and the finances to do that too. We're not funded. Um, you, you know, it's just little donations here and there. We just kind of do it out We're of our pocket. Well, we God do. Funded. That's about it. We will hold Rolling Thunder Ministries and each of you in prayer. Thank you yeah. for welcome. being with us. Thank, Thank you, dear Thank friends, you. wherever you may be listening. I want to encourage you to tune in next Monday. Join us live at 5 p.m. We'll have Chief Roy Wasden from the Modesto Police Department with us, Cindy Brea, and Pastor Wayne Bridegroom with us as we take a, a look at the weed and seed effort going on. And until then, have a great week and may God continue to bless your lives. Thank you.